Freddy and the Z-Man. No? Right said Fred and the amazing Zandero. No? Xander Fred? Fred Ziffel and Arnold? Okay, I'm done messing around. This is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. No Bears football today. Some people say, yay, they can watch the rest of the league. Right, not uh, not so distracting. Right, yeah. Uh, but you that's want... okay. You'll have something to do on Monday. Yes, Monday night you'll have the uh, Bears and the Steelers. Because not all the, the time am I into the Monday night football game. You know, it's like, no, a eh. lot of times I'm not. Yeah, so so to have them on tomorrow night, I'm actually looking forward to it. Is it a slight? Because it's a nice day today, yeah. so you can get yeah. some stuff done. Is this a slight to the Bears that um, the, the Manning brothers are not doing their... Their uh, alternate show uh, during the Bears game tomorrow. Uh, depending on how you looked at it, I wouldn't have. I, I would have actually concentrated on it. So yeah. I'm a little disappointed. But is it a slight overall to the Bears? I don't know. They have to take some week. Uh, yeah, I would have loved. Off. I would have loved to have Peyton Manning talking about Justin Fields. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I again the concept of having them do the game. Yeah. On uh, ESPN two would have been great for the game, but I, I don't know what the criteria is, or you know if it right. just happened that way. I will say, I've seen enough. It makes me crazy. Yeah, the they haven't screwed it down tight enough to where you know you you have a delay, and we've dealt with this. You know when we have guests on, yeah. and sometimes it's a far distance. There's a bit of the delay, right. certainly on Zoom and the, those types of things like they're dealing with. And somebody has to coach them if they can't get rid of that delay to wait a couple beats, like one, yeah. two, three. You know, wait for that answer so you're not stepping all over each other. Well, here's the other thing. Why do they have guests at all? Well, it does make it more interesting. Having uh, yeah. Brady on, yeah. I think, was good. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're counting on them to do. But they are having, because uh, the two brothers aren't even in the same space. Right. They're stepping over all e- each yeah, other as they well. they do too. So if they can just clean that up, uh-huh. that would be, and I'm sure that they're working on that. I've it's always, a glaring issue. I've always thought, and uh, soccer did this. And we'll, we're going to talk a lot of stuff. College is out. The Bulls lost. Um, uh, we're going to talk about Abba's Rick new Han album talked. because Fred's got to be out of this. I, did, I don't have Voyager. any. I have no, Abba. I have no oh, Abba come on. Album. You love Not Abba. One. No. Not a one. Not, oh. not no. See. Not one ABBA album. You're not all over bread, song. but no ABBA. No ABBA. No, ABBA. no, no. I'll have I'll yeah. Bread's fine. We'll we'll get into all that stuff and and more. <laughs> also we're gonna talk about um I've always thought for years, soccer years and years ago, when it um was first shown here in the United States, they would have a second feed you could watch with a fan from each of the teams watching the game and doing the and talk. How many years ago was that? This has to be 10 or 12, maybe 15 years ago. If you're a longtime soccer fan, you probably watched it. So, like, say um, yesterday, Man City was playing Man United, uh-huh. and they would have had a, a fan from each in a room watching the game and talking Do about it. Do you remember it. where that was available? No. I don't. It was okay. probably Fox World or Fox okay, something. something. Like that. Yeah. All right. So, it was. It was so, so, it wasn't a limited availability. You you just had to know it was going yeah, on. Yeah, you had to know where it was. Yep. But I've always thought for baseball, it would be great for two Cub fans to be watching the Cub game as a second channel uh, watching it. And For, for Chicago. Yeah. yeah. And the same or, thing for White Sox. Not. Yep. Same thing for the White Sox. A second channel where they could be talking about it the way White Sox fans talk about well, the game. Well, look, soccer 
if people enough people were paying attention, have probably led the way in several things. You know, they've done things yeah. and then then they don't do it. And then all of a sudden the Manning cast comes on. It's like, wait a minute, this has been done with soccer before. Yeah. But I do think the Manning cast, now that it's got the attention, is going to change some things with all sports broadcasts. Yeah. One of the best things they do that ESPN's done is when they did the uh, college championship game and they had the other broadcast with, I didn't, I don't like the ones with the celebrities sitting there talking. I don't need to hear from them. But when I'm watching the college championship game, I like when the four or five coaches are sitting in a room. And they're talking, and they're breaking down each play, and they're saying, "What do you think is going to happen here? What do you think is going to happen here?" And they break it down. That's fun. I don't need to hear. You know, that's why I don't like when the guests come on the Manning show. I would just like to have the the two Mannings talking about the game. They know enough about the game. I don't mind. They've been calling games forever, right? And I get that. I don't mind the guests so much because that is going to take the Manning cast. To give it a little more personality, yes, that is much like just having the brothers talk would be yeah. like having coaches because they are quarterbacks. They know, they know the what game. goes on. Uh, yeah. But it's interesting when they have a guest as long as it's not too intrusive. Uh-huh. Brady was a no-brainer. There's another one that knows. He's the greatest of all time. They had a lot of fun with him. I just, I, I'm, I, the technical stuff really makes me nuts. They've got to straighten it out. Yeah. It's so much better to experience. Yeah, it's weird. 312-332-3776. We're going to talk about Jeremy Colleton as uh, he is, well, this is probably the last time we'll ever talk about Jeremy Colleton. <laughs> yeah, I don't anticipate bringing no, him up. He's not going to be it's mentioned It's not like we're going to say, well, you know, remember the Colleton years. Yeah. Uh, if we do, it won't be for anything good. No. No, absolutely not. Before we get too in depth, let's just talk to let's talk to Scott out in Highland Park. Scott, what's going on? Hey, Scott. Hey guys, how you doing? Love your show. Good, thanks. What's up? Listen, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Okay, <laughs> now there's no doubting the guy's a great player, but here's the deal, guys. Rules apply to everybody. Okay, and and you can't tell me that the Pack organization and the NFL didn't know about this. And I think it's a sad state of affairs. When a guy who happens to be, I don't know, you know, better than most at what he does, gets a free pass on following rules and, in effect, hurts other people and puts them in harm's way. Now, I'll hang up and hear what you have to okay, say. Okay, Scott, yeah. appreciate it. Now, when Scott says rules, okay, there's no rule in the NFL that says you need to be vaccinated. Right. Right. But there are rules with the protocols. Right. That's what he's talking about. And as we discovered yesterday, and I'm not sure if there's been development since, but we were talking to J.D., Jesse and I were yeah. on, and, and the thing is, he did not wear his mask during press conferences. Right. However, he's not the only one to have done that. Right. Because, and here's here's a little bit, uh, and I suspect this is probably the reason why, if you're wearing a mask at a press conference, you are wearing a flag saying, I'm not vaccinated. So a lot of the players probably don't want to be identified that way. Yes and no. So they ide- well, but but here's what I'm saying with the rule, the protocol. Right. Aaron can't be nailed on that because other players have done that. However, if there is there is investigation going on right now and if there are more things that come up that seem to you know lead to the fact that he might have misled uh misled people to the point to where he was putting other people in danger. Yes, he should be yeah. Suspended, fine, whatever. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt he should. Whatever, and he's coming off as a big ass. He knew. He knew exactly what he he said when he they asked if he was vaccinated. Right. He said, "I'm I've been immunized." Right. Okay. He knew exactly what he was saying. He was trying to pull one over. And he was I trying remember to get that thinking, 
at the time, that just seemed a little disingenuine. Of course, we didn't know what was behind that. Right. But I don't care if he's vaccinated or if he's uh, taking horse wormer. I don't care. I don't care enough about the guy. But what I do care about is if he thinks he's above everybody else in the rules. Right. Because that's where he's going to get nailed, and he should. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that on the soundbite he said, and I consulted some very important people. Right. My buddy Joe Rogan. That's Uh it. Stop. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Only only Danny Zetterman would probably appreciate that. 312-332-3776. So that's all that happened. So Jordan Love is quarterbacking today when the uh, Packers take on the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs are not very good. They just beat the Giants the other day. Um, and um, not a great not a great Giants team. And they barely beat them. Okay, I think it was Sunday night. Whatever. They all, they all are Monday night. They all blend together nowadays. And what a big surprise that is. Yeah. And um, so I, the Packers actually have a chance because they're getting guys back. Um, Van Deskentling is back. And uh, there's a couple other um, guys that are coming back to their team, which is good for them. Um, you know, Bears fans don't care about that. Do you root for Jordan Love, Bears fans? No. I don't, well, I know I heard some people talking about it that, just, yeah. to, just despite Aaron and all the ridiculousness? Yeah, I don't think anybody... There's people that I know that will never take a Packer in a fantasy league. Yeah, a and, I, people, and I get that, too. I, I feel bad. I, I, I don't have any skin in the game, but I do feel bad for Packers fans to be dealing with all this drama with this guy. Number 12. Yeah. The offseason stuff. Yeah. Then this. He's probably not going to be with the Packers next year. So it's just a lot to... A lot to burden for one these of, fans. One of my best friends, I saw him on Friday, is a Packers fan. And he told me, he goes, I'm done with this guy. He goes, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm done my with buddy, him. My Packers guy, is. Yeah. Yeah, he said he's an effing idiot. He said putting up, putting the whole Packers organization, the Packers fans, through hell in the offseason. Yep. And then, and then this. this. Goes, We're done with this guy. You know, bring somebody else. There's got to be backlash. Let Jordan Love play. There's got to be backlash to a certain degree. I don't know if it's 50-50, but there's going to be that backlash. Yeah, 312-332-3776. Southside Bill, you're at ESPN 1000. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Guys, what's going on? How you doing? Doing okay. We got to stop it. Everyone needs to stop calling in and saying this. I am a diehard Bears fan. I honestly hate Aaron Rodgers. He is a... Packer, and he does a discount, discount double check, I, but he is a Hall of Famer. What he did is between him and the NFL. Stop it. Stop all these pedestrians and people and fans calling. There are sixty to 85,000 fans in each one of these stadiums with no masks, and they're worried about Aaron Rodgers. Knock it off. I would shake the man's hand. It's his, it's his view whether he wants to take it or not. We are in America. Stop it. it it's but he not didn't, about whether Bill, Bill, what it is, Bill, we're Bill not is complaining he, about that him. He tried to pass off that he was vaccinated. That's the problem people have. There are protocols right, that came, they have to follow. If he came out and said, I'm not vaccinated, they wouldn't have as much of a problem with him. There are a lot of people that are not vaccinated that we're not talking about. It's because he might have misled and broke the protocols that everybody else has to follow. That's the issue. Correct, guys, but you're absolutely correct, but that's between him and the NFL. That has nothing to do well, with... fans get to weigh in on whatever you... they want to weigh in on. Sure, sure, but, I mean, we're sitting here, and there's Aaron Rodgers in the middle of a football field with 80,000 people with not masks on, you know, sitting there and enjoying the game. I just... This is something that, if people are upset with him about not doing the protocol, yeah, he definitely did step the lines. I get it. He did that little thing with the... In, in, in all the other stuff, but 
that's between him and the football. He he's at the podium. He's more than six feet away from the from the from the people in news. I agree with I, you on that. I, I agree with you on that because I, that's the way it should be. I laughed at Ricky Red Taria two years ago when he was doing the post game White Sox press conferences with a mask on. Right. He's not anywhere right, near right. the guys. Nobody's there. No, I, and I and I get that. However, if the rule is in place, that is what everybody has to follow. It's very say it goes back to like what you learn in kindergarten. You follow the rules. Yeah, well, that's all. That's been changed for years. Bill, appreciate the call. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Well, that's what I learned. You learned it too. Well, isn't that what they you tell probably you? Probably had a ruler across your butt. Uh, I, you well, I went to Catholic school. So yes, I got you just, did. I just got punched by the nuns. They didn't. They care. didn't even use rulers. No, no, no. They just, just bare punched. Fist. Yeah, bare knuckles. Yeah, I told the story. One, I told the story recently. I was in uh, second grade or third. No, I was in fourth or fifth because I was. Um, I came to the school when I was in third grade, and um, the nun was caught me chewing gum. And she has me spit out the gum. I said, oh, that's fine. And she said, what, do you think I was born yesterday? I said, maybe the day before. And she just hauled that's off and, great. Hauled off and whacked me. Really? Hauled off and whacked me. 312-332-3776. Callers hanging. We'll talk about um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They got the Chiefs later on today. Bears play the Steelers tomorrow. And I saw a stat from Steve Greenberg's column in the Sun-Times, which is not Good news for the Bears. We'll talk about that. We come back. It's Fred and Xander, 312-332-3776. You can get to me on Twitter at Fred underscore Hubner. Xander Rocker, all one word, one R in the middle. Back after this. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN1000. So the Blackhawks are bad, one nine and two, and they had a game on Friday. I I turned it on, and I turned it off early because they were down two nothing right off the bat. It's it's hard. It's a, been a hard watch for any Blackhawk yeah. fan. Boy, it's really hard to stay and watch the whole game. I went back to it. They were they were had just scored, made it two to one. Then I went back again. And it was 4-1, and they ended up losing on a Friday. So now Jeremy Colleton is out. He got launched yesterday afternoon while you and Jesse were here yeah, on the air. Yeah. Uh, Derek King, who's coaching the uh, Rockford Ice Hogs, is going to take over. And I guess we understand now the kind of um, power that um, the GM Kyle Davidson have has. He can do whatever he wants to do right now, which well, is I good. Think, I, look, I, Danny Wirtz put him in there and basically said he is our guy right now. And I'm sure he's auditioning for the job. And yeah. part if if you're you've got to act like you've been there, Fred. Right. So yeah. if you're auditioning, you're interim. You've got to do the job to try to earn the job, and that means you have to improve what's on the ice. And Colleton did not do himself any favors because right. he has of recent has made it very clear that he feels like the teams are making the same mistakes over and over. There was a quote after Wednesday's game that uh, he said, uh, they're not understanding why you win and why you lose. You've got uh, Jonathan Taves, you've got Kane, you've got some other veterans, yeah. you've got Marc-Andre Fleury. I personally think the guys stopped playing for him. And I think Derek King is going to make a difference. Now, Derek King is a former NHLer. I remember him playing for the Islanders. 
He was a good player. I met him in Rockford when I was in Rockford running sure. a couple of stations. He took over the team there. He was very well liked by the players. Got a lot out of uh, the Ice Hogs. Was very much a part of the development of a lot of the youth that you see right. here in Chicago. So I think it's an excellent move. And you watch. We've got a team that should be winning more games than we are easily. Yeah, Are they going to the Stanley Cup final? I don't think so. But we've got a way better team than we've seen so far, and I think Derek King's going to make a big difference. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You're a Blackhawk fan. I'm sure you've been yelling for this. Um, how do you feel about Jeremy Colleton gone? Uh, Derek King in? Is it going to change? Um, I know I posted something. People said, "Why are you even concerned about the Blackhawks after all the things that happened?" Because the season goes on. That's why. Okay. Look, look, yeah, we can't grind this to a stop. Now I know people are still unhappy and and upset. And this is going to this is going to leave a mark. It's going to be here for a while. But yeah. how do you move forward? They still have to play a game. They still have to, and they have to win the fans' trust back. Right. And this is part of it. Yeah. Putting a winning team on the ice, making yeah. the necessary changes. And another thing, Colleton was a Bowman guy. So this is another. It was a double-edged sword. It was like, okay, we can do this, make a change, and we're further flushing the past. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It does say here that Colleton remained well liked throughout the locker room and beyond. Yeah, but as a coach, he never demonstrated the flexibility needed to dig the Hawks out of their deep hole. Um, he did also say the other day after their five one loss, his message, message to the team was to take the day off Saturday, then regroup and come out flying on Sunday. Um, I'm sure they will now. Well, you would hope so. You would really hope so. I've had a, people keep asking me about coaches. Like I was at a christening yesterday, and I'm at other things. They say, what do you think about this coach? What do you think about this? Are they going to get rid of Nagy? How about this guy? Damn, sometimes it comes down to the players. It really does. The players sometimes either aren't good enough or aren't working hard enough. It, do, it, it does. It yeah. does. It does. However, we have seen instances where players stop playing for coaches. I'm not saying it's right, but it's a reality. Yeah. And we've, I, I've seen personally over years of fandom in the NHL, especially in the NHL, where coaches get bounced and the next game they come out roaring. Uh-huh. I call for a victory against the Preds tonight. You watch. The Hawks are going to come out roaring. Yeah. Um, yeah, 6 o'clock start later on tonight as uh, the Blackhawks are hosting. And um, I know that the home games this year since the announcement last week with, um, you know, and everything. that's another thing. They've got to start putting butts in seats they and they've got to start mending the fences. Well, if you remember, when they first moved to the United Center, there were like seven or 8,000 people there. There was like nobody. It, it, it was tough times. Yeah. Tough times in the 90s. Yeah, and the their 90s. sellouts uh, stopped uh, uh, earlier this season. So 312-332-3776. And when the Blackhawks launched um, Dennis Savard, they brought in a Hall of Fame guy, a yep. guy that was well-respected around the league, whatever you think now, after what, what Colorado, came out last week. St. Louis, yeah, yeah, all of that. They brought in Joe Quenville. Is there a guy out there that people are thinking they want to see it's as the next coach? not John Tortorella. But that's the only name. I was talking to Tyler no, earlier today. Torts, no, He's no. been with everybody. He, I, he's just and checking a, off. And there's a reason. Off, yeah. Right, right. I mean, yeah, he's is he got the a dusty frequent Baker, Is he the Dusty Baker of the <laughs> NHL? Uh, maybe even worse. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not. To, I don't want to see Torts here. I, I don't. I know a lot of people respect him, but I've I, from afar, I've never been impressed. And yes, he's had a lot of short stays.
Yeah, and uh, so I don't know enough about the NHL coaching ranks to who a coach may, what coach guys may want. Yeah. If there's a guy out there, you know, you don't know about a young and up and coming coach like you do in the NHL, right. in the NFL. This guy's a great offensive coordinator, right. a defensive coordinator, special teams guy. So he'll he'll move up. We don't know that about the NFL. who and, knew and, Jeremy Collins when he got and, the and job. See, and see, let me point this out: if you remember, Colleton had some good success in the in the uh, lower ranks. Uh-huh. Of the Blackhawks organization. He also was a player with the Islanders. So they had high hopes for him. Didn't work out. Derek King, I'm sure, is going to get a solid look. Now, I believe, and I've got to go back. I mentioned this yesterday. I, I forgot to do the research. I think Derek served as an interim head coach somewhere else in his coaching okay. career. Okay. But he came to the Ice Hogs to help develop them. And I, look, when they hired, when they hired Derek, when you hire somebody for your AHL team, you're looking at him also for the future, possible if you need that. Yeah. Now Mark Crawford's on the bench with the Hawks. He's a sit. Now he had a long stretch of head coaching. Yes, he has. Yeah, for for Vancouver and everything. I'm glad they didn't go with him. I like this choice. He'll be auditioning. I don't know if we have those those uh, very um, uh, tenured coaches available anymore right. those old school coaches and and Colton was part of getting away from the old school coach mentality it just didn't work so it's onward and upward 312-332-3776 um the blackhawks expected to hold a full news conference later on today before the game uh Derek king 54 years old he'll be making his uh debut tonight when the blackhawks take on um the Predators at the UC. 312-332-3776. You want to jump on in, talk about that. It is a Sunday without Bears football because they don't play today. They play tomorrow night. Then they have their bye week. So then they have uh, another. And we knew about this with uh, Khalil Mack. They had talked about Khalil Mack taking a couple weeks off. Yeah. He missed last week. He's going to miss Monday. He's yep. going to have the bye week. So it'll be three weeks off. So hopefully, hopefully his injury come will, come, will be better when they come back to play the Ravens at home on November 21st. So we'll see. We'll talk a little bit more Bears throughout the course of the show. 312-332-3776. Um, you talked about that, the Blackhawks having talent. And the last couple of years has been they had to pick up defensemen. you got to get some defensemen. You don't have enough defensemen. And where, you know, you had Dabrinkit, who would struggle here and there, but also yep. a guy who would score your goals. Kirby Doc, Kirby is, Doc who got hurt last year. And now he's playing, but he's in a tremendous slump. Right. And then you still have... Kane, Jonathan Taves came back this year. You, you think there's part of Jonathan Taves that wishes he never came back after after what <laughs> after has happened this, this year? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's a hockey player. He yeah, needed to get back on he, the ice. He and hopefully, he can get there. back to back to game shape and get back to the uh, level. But yeah, look, Kane and Taves are older. They're part of the old guard. Yeah, uh, you know, we're not going to have them forever. And so we had to get younger, and we had to get some anchors, and we got uh, Seth Jones. We paid. A lot of money for this guy. Uh-huh. So, and that's on Bowman's watch. And we'll see what happens. But that that almost seems like they invested too much in one player. And I don't know how much of a difference maker, but I do. They're way better team than what they've been doing so far. Well, the other big news in the offseason was they bring in um, Mark Andre Fleury, and it, it's like he was either going to come he was here trying or to retire. retire. Right. He's trying to retire. Is that the kind of guy you want in the Nets? Um, a guy that's thinking about retiring? But see, that's a Bowman thing. I know that was a that was a knee jerk. Uh, he didn't want to say that they were rebuilding. Yeah, and he and and he said two different things. That's why you know it's like okay, you know, Bowman, thanks for the championships. Not so much thanks for all the mess that you were part of, but. 
Let's move on because he he made some very confusing um, changes to the team this year. Yeah. So you got a Mark Andre Fleury who again he was on his way to retirement. And they're like, hey, can yeah. we get you for one more year? Uh-huh. I don't know if I still want to play. Then he was talked into it. <laughs> so so are we competing or not? I don't know. Um, we needed another year to um, yeah you know bring along uh, uh, Lankinen. So I, I don't know. It's it's confusing, but we're better than we are now, and I think King will make a difference. And by the way, you were talking about how um, the uh, attendance has suffered. Yeah, it has. That started before the scandal, before we found the uh, results of that report. So fans were reacting to the bad hockey they were seeing, okay. not so much. Well, that's added to it now. A lot, yeah. Uh, it certainly has. But that's that streak stopped just on their poor. Play. Quite a multiplier. Yeah. Let's go three one two three three two three seven seven six. Out to Sugar Grove and Tom, you're on ESPN hey, one thousand. Hey Tom. Hey guys, a uh, couple of coach names for you: uh, Rick Tockett and Mike Babcock. Uh, oh, Tockett, I don't want uh, any part of Babcock. <laughs> yeah, he's got a little baggage there, but yeah, you know lot. he did did put the good together some good red wing no he did he did but he does have that baggage and i don't think that the hawks cannot afford anybody with any sort of baggage but the talking thing is intriguing i the talking thing is intriguing because they really you know the management in arizona never gave him a chance with some quality players on Mm -hmm. that on the team right right the three years he was out there and you know one of the things that is important right now for them to win back fans is to you know, really, you know, start winning some games. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know about Derek King, but I'd rather see a name in there that could, you know, maybe, you know, throw a little juice in there real quick. Well, whether whether Derek sticks long-term or not, he's certainly going to get his chance. We'll see what he can do. He's going to do better than Jeremy. Yeah. Tom, do you think they're going to do that? Do you think they're going to look for the best name guy? Or uh, do you think like the rest of Chicago's done over the last several years, go with a guy that maybe is an up-and-comer and has to prove himself? They're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Right now. Oh, Lord. Lord. I mean, how many how many different times are we in Chicago, whether it's you know been the Bulls or the Bears or you know taking somebody from obscurity and saying, Hey, they're the next greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, Maggie, Trestman, uh, I mean, you know, yeah. the list goes on and on. I'm just tired but, of it. But what about John Fox? There's a guy who was a proven guy, and he didn't work either. Yeah. So there's the other side yeah. of the coin. But that was one of the rare rarities that they did. Tom, appreciate yeah. the call. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, guys. 312-332-3776. I, I mean, you bring in, I mean, the Cubs put David Ross as their manager. Right. And it's like, okay. You went with a guy that a lot of people think was a great manager in Joe Madden, and then you bring in another guy, a young guy, learning to become a manager. Okay, the Sox had Ricky Renteria giving him his first shot, and what do they do? They go from Ricky Renteria to the guy that's the Hall of Famer, <laughs> right? They go to a complete opposite end, you know. Mm-hmm. So, with the, and then the Bears is crazy because you're right. John Fox is like the only guy that they've ever hired. The Bears. The, I think he's the only head coach they've ever hired that had NFL head coaching experience before coming in. Right. They've never hired another and that, guy. And on paper, should have worked way better than it did. Well, and a lot of times, fans will say, we don't want to retread. But then other people will say, well, we want the guy that's established. You can't make anybody happy. <laughs> no, you gotta, no. You got to, no you know, the, so the management, and now, you know, we'll see as it goes on, and we'll see more at the uh, news conference later on today. But Kyle Davidson, how much of a power he has, um, if things work out, maybe he becomes Two a full-time general manager. Now. He's yeah. got a GM that's interim, 
and you've got a head coach that's interim. Yeah. And no hockey ops person right. yet. Yeah. I know. Well, Eddie Olchek, now that the Breeders' Cup is over, maybe you can sit down and talk to the Blackhawks about something else. 312-332-3776. Let's talk some Bears. We come back. The Bears taking on the Steelers. Is there a chance they could pull the upset tomorrow night? There's some stats to say there's no way that's happening. We'll talk about that when we come back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Now back to more Fred and Xander on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Well, the Chicago Bears have made a big announcement today. The, the uh, wide receiver that they signed a couple of weeks ago, Richard Perriman, mm-hmm. and they cut him. Um, we haven't. We never saw him. Uh, Do you have old, a favorite uh, Perriman moment from the season? The old I, signing cut. Yeah, I think it's the day they signed him. That's probably my favorite thing. Mine is uh, every day when you get the inactives on uh, on Sunday mornings. Those yeah. are, those are my favorite. Rashad he's, Perriman he's listed. Moments. He's listed there. So uh, he will. Was he top else. of the charts on that list? He will go somewhere else, <laughs> or he won't. Uh, one of the two. Um, there's. It's just amazing how many Harrison Smith of the Vikings uh, goes on the uh, COVID reserve list today. There's so many people going out there uh, on a daily, weekly basis. Um, we'll talk a little Cubs later on today if you want to. Too, they picked up a lefty, Wade Miley. That mm-hmm. was actually not a bad move for the Cubs. Right, yeah, surprised a lot of people. As Jesse probably, said yesterday several times, there's no one year, no bad one year deals. Probably surprised Wade Miley, but whatever. We'll see how. Well, they, the Reds are dumping yeah. salary. Well, yeah. Well, and then they also found out that Nick Castellanos is not going to yeah, return. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. So um, I know White Sox fans would like Castellanos and Wright and uh, Simeon at second. Yeah, are they going to yeah. are they going to no. really There's open no up that checkbook? That it's much. one or the other. I would think that's yeah. They're not going to do both. But we got White Sox talk. We're going to get to Rickon stuff a little bit later on. But the Bears have the day off today. They take on the Steelers tomorrow. And here's the stat that I saw from Steve Greenberg's column today in the uh, Sun Times. It says the Steelers haven't lost a home game on Monday Night Football. Since 1991. Wow. Yeah. Um, so long, Mike Tomlin wasn't even their coach. Get this, Bill Cowher wasn't their coach either. It's hard to believe, but was Hall of Famer Chuck, Chuck Knoll. Knoll. Chuck Knoll was still the coach in his 23rd and final season. That's how long it's been since the Steelers have lost a home Monday night football game. Now, some stats, okay, some stats, in my opinion, are you know different, are weird because, and I've mentioned it before. They'll say, "Well, Northwestern hasn't won a bowl game in sixty-four years." Well, they've only been to like five, <laughs> right. okay, and things like that. So you get that every once in a while. But this one, that's that's pretty easily understood. Yeah. Uh, so the nineteen ninety-one loss was so long ago. The Steelers have hosted nineteen Monday night games since then, and amazingly, they've won them all. And so Monday at 7.15, they'll try to make a 20-for-20 20 20 with the Bears in town. Damn, so I think they will. That's, a, that's, that's quite a streak for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 19 Monday night football home games. It's going to be a big one. night in the Xander household. You see, you know, my wife is kind of aligned with the Steelers because oh, yeah? my father-in-law 
Okay. She's a Bears fan, too, but this is when we have to choose. And sure. So it's going to be a fun night tomorrow. Yeah, it should be a fun evening. Uh, don't forget when the game's over, you can uh, give us a call and let you know what, uh, let us know what you think. 312-332-3776. you will be here. I will be here watching the game and then going on right afterwards. Uh, Khalil Mack's going to miss his second straight game. Eddie Jackson, who pulled that hamstring against the 49ers, he hasn't practiced all week, so the odds are he will not be around. Two other starters, wide receiver Darnell Mooney with a groin and inside linebacker Alec Ogletree with an ankle, both questionable. Um, we'll see if they go or not. And J.P. Holtz, who left the field with a concussion the other day, mm-hmm. he's out. He's not He's not back yet from the concussion that he suffered. Now, is Mo- Montgomery going to play, or is that still It looks like he is. Uh, right. Montgomery figures to be activated off the injured list tomorrow. That would be nice. He's been on the injured list since October 3rd. Um, Here's what I don't want. I, I want to see him to play, Thursday, but I don't want to see Herbert's time, you know, chopped like, uh, you know, too much to where we're not seeing him. Much. No, I agree. Because he's exciting as hell. Now, Damian Williams, the other running back, is out. He's got a knee injury he suffered last so that'll, week. So that'll make it easier for Herbert to get that time. Right. Okay. Herbert's run 81 times, 351 yards. Uh, with Montgomery being gone, he'll shift to the complimentary role, you would think, mm-hmm. unless they're not 100% sure that Montgomery's back. Plus, they're a little bit different runners. Uh, Montgomery runs through people. and Herbert, Herbert avoids. Yeah, he people. avoids people and yep. finds, finds, finds the a hole. hole. That's um, what makes it really, really exciting. I was watching some of the uh, Steelers-Browns game from last week, and I think the Steelers, if if the Bears' offensive line can give Justin Fields a little bit of protection... They may be able to throw on the on their you know their secondary, but you know that's that's th- saying a lot because the Bears' offensive line has been a struggle. Right, and Ben doesn't move very well, so if we don't get to him, he will find yeah who he's looking for. Oh sure, on our secondary. So, and look, I see Tomlin as the real difference maker here because uh-huh. he's a hell of a head coach. Yeah, and we don't have one of those. No. And we the Bears don't. And three one two three three two three seven seven six. Is there a chance the Bears can come away with a win tomorrow? Let us know your thoughts. And what, and what do they need to do yeah. to achieve that win? Boy, and it's it's. Um, I think they can run the ball, but it's so weird because when you go into a game and you've got Justin Fields and you're trying to develop Justin Fields, but the best way to win a game is running the football. You know, you're not going to be able to. You know what I mean? Develop well, him more. The, uh, That's the weird position the Bears are in this year because right. they decided to play Justin Fields. And I get that. But development has all different points to it, right? Development in-game, you know, uh, getting plays called, making adjustments. It's not all about throwing. Most of it is. I get that. Yeah. But development is still happening. But we have to find a way to, you're right, develop and win the game. And right now, running is a strong point for us. Now, and people will say, well, winning's not that important. It is for everybody that's there. Everybody in the traveling party that goes from Hallis Hall to Pittsburgh wants to win the game. Okay, right, right. you're not trying to lose because you don't have a first round draft pick. You're for not moving up. For us, it's a uh, consolation as a fan to say, you know what? If we're not winning, at least we're developing Justin. And I fall into that category yeah. because, like, I don't know how much we're going to win, but if he gets better every game, right? That's huge. I would think a lot of Bears fans are saying, you know, we they don't have a draft pick next year, so you won't pull for losing. But if you lose, maybe you'll get rid of. Nagy and Pace. 
But see, I had, again, I had somebody else ask me that this week. That's one of the things about being on sports radio. People will ask you, just sit down. And people like don't even know much about sports. What do you think about the Bears? Said, okay. Oh, that's such a where big do I start? question. Yeah. Yes. Where do I start? Do you have about an hour? Yeah. I, I can tell you a lot of stuff. But Well, if it's a cash bar, you can have people buy yeah. drinks. While I, don't, I don't necessarily think that they're going to be gone in the offseason, no matter what happens. See, I, I, I know, and, and uh, Jesse and I talked about that article on uh, Yahoo that yeah. said that there was a list of people, and, and Jesse was talking about how if that's really true for them to leak that out, it's just really a low blow, uh-huh. obviously. But, you know, he didn't give it a lot of credence. So, look, I, I think in the end we want to believe as Bears fans, even though we heard that press conference where everything's great, he's our guy, everything yep. is great, yep. that, that it, the rubber's going to meet the road at some point. You know, Justin's in now, and if, and if he develops, that may be the gauge. Now the question would be, if his development is the gauge and he develops, they stay, maybe? Or is winning and the development, and if they don't win, but he develops, is that, you know, is that your time to go? It, we don't know what the criteria is. Right. And, and it's such... It should be winning, but it may not be. It's such a roundabout because everybody says, well, you need to get a football guy in there to make decisions. But the question is... Who's going to hire the football, football guy? You don't have a football guy up there to hire the football guy well, look, that knows anything. So it's between Ted Phillips and McCaskey, any good, and they're going to make the hiring. Any good leader of a business, let's just take any business, right? If you're a truly good leader, you know enough to hire the right smart person sure. to do the stuff that you either don't want to do or don't know how to do. Right. The trouble is there are a lot of business leaders that hire the right people, and then they still try to pull their strings. And they micromanage, and you make people nuts like that. Yeah, you can't do that. When you're in management, you really have to hire the best person for the job. And let them do it, and if they don't do it, make the change. Exactly. Keep your hands off. So I think if if, uh, the McCaskies can find the right football person and say, go fix this. Now, I know it's not that easy, and they certainly don't have a great track record of doing that, but they, that doesn't mean they should stop swinging. They yeah. still have to swing. The problem it. is, and I know, I, I'm sorry I brought it up, because I hate this conversation, because when you're in the middle of the season, talking about launching either of these guys is, is a moot point. They're not going anywhere. For the rest of the season, they're not going anywhere. So me even bringing it up is silly because we're talking about something that has no chance of happening because the Bears have never fired a head coach during the season, and I'm pretty sure they never will. I thought Lovey wasn't? Uh-uh. End oh. of the year, 10-6. and I, six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought there was one no. uh, instance. Nope. Well, never fired okay, a guy. And it probably, uh, probably won't, but at this point, again, we're wondering what the future is. I mean, we're always wondering what the future is. Is Justin Fields the future? What is the future of the O-line? What is the future of this aging defense? Yeah. So what's the future of what we're looking at as uh, upper management? Well, or I, or uh, middle management coach and uh, GM? I'm looking up at the screen and I see a picture of Matthew Stafford, okay? Matthew Stafford went to a Detroit team that wasn't great, and he was a guy that lived there or played there for such a long time. Now he goes to the Rams and they're just running through people, okay? I can't believe that he put up with that for so long. Like well, he didn't. Yeah, but see, you he must could, have resigned there you, at some point. You could be looking at Justin Fields' future. Okay, yeah, being good, getting better, 
not having the weapons to deal with. Around, so you're in just mediocrity Yeah, you're, forever. In, you're in football limbo because you can be as good as you want, but it's going to be difficult to win. Now, I like the running backs now. I like Montgomery. Khalil Herbert's been a find in the sixth round. Um, I like Darnell Mooney, but they, you know, Cole Komet, who knows if he can hold on to the ball, that'd be a nice thing. Uh, they well, made they, some they nice gave, moves. Uh, Jesse yeah. James. Jesse James. I, I like they, Hor- I like Horstead. They f- I like yeah, that. Yeah, so do I. They found, well, they found Jesse James three times last week. So is there a chance that the Bears can go and surprise the nation tomorrow and get a win in Pittsburgh? You think there is? 312-332-3776. We'll talk a little bit bull, a little bulls. We'll talk some White Sox and Cubs. We've got a lot to get to. We're here until noon on ESPN 1000. Hey, this hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. College football returns to Wrigley Field this fall for the first time since 2010. Join Northwestern Football when they host Purdue in the Wildcats Classic, November 20th. Tickets on sale now at Cubs.com slash football. This is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. So the Blackhawks in their new interim uh, head coach tonight against Nashville. The um, Thankfully, that's at home. Yeah. Not that they're going to have a packed... Place, but I wonder if the head coaching change has motivated anybody to say, you know what, I am going to go buy tickets. Tonight. You know what would motivate people to go buy tickets if the prices Winning. were cheaper? And well, that's Jeez. Yeah, they, hockey tickets are so damn expensive. They don't go up and down depending on the win loss. I know. They really should. That should be a rule. Well, they should and they shouldn't. I like that they're, if I'm not mistaken, hockey prices are pretty well set. They don't have dynamic pricing like baseball games do. Where baseball games, if the Cardinals are in town, the Cubs Cardinal tickets yes. I think are more expensive. They do the same thing on the South Side. I just think that's awful. That's one I don't awful like it thing. I mean, yeah, I, I was joking. I, that that would be ridiculous. If prices fluctuated based on the wins losses. A lot of times they do. I mean, unfortunately, with this dynamic pricing thing, you'll see here when the Yankees are in town, you're going to pay this much for this seat. And when the Mariners are in town, you're going to pay a lot less. And, you know, when the Tigers are here, we'll give those tickets away. <laughs> but, I mean, it's ridiculous. That's not the way it should work. And I under, it's that makes it being tough being a fan, in my opinion. Well, it, it, does, it does throw another barrier in there. Certainly. I understand. I mean, when I first heard that, I said, oh, how awful is that? It's been going on for a while. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. It's, I it's know. brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Something else that's pretty brutal, that, in my opinion, and I saw this the other day from the Cubs' perspective, and I just saw it from the White Sox' perspective. The White Sox canceled their annual fan convention for a second consecutive year on Friday. Um. The team statement said the White Sox made the difficult decision to cancel SoxFest 2022. The team's annual fan fest had been scheduled to be at uh, in January at McCormick Place. They continue, as we continue to try to predict and manage COVID-related protocols in indoor settings, we believe it is not possible to carry out the traditional experience and activities that have made SoxFest special, like autographs, photos, and guest appearances. Now, the Cubs did it, too. Mm-hmm. Would you would would FanFest be okay if they and I know people are going to go crazy if they eliminated the autographs, or is that the only reason people go to FanFest? See, for me, 
I don't need the autograph. No, and a lot of times the kids do, or guys that are going to resell them See, and, and make that's money the thing. on the athlete. And that's the thing, if you could, if you yeah. could actually eliminate, but look, I've heard of people putting kids up to getting the autographs. Yeah. To get those autographs to resell. Sure. If there was a way you can eliminate that. But no, I personally don't need autographs. Yeah. I want to go and I want to hear them talk and I want to hear plans for the new season and, and everything going forward. I don't need the autograph. Uh, Jesse would probably have, uh, have known about this, but they, they, were, they mentioned the indoor, okay, because the White Sox and Cubs had people at their stadiums. Yep. Okay. South side guaranteed rate. And then you have on the north side of Wrigley Field. But they're saying that in order to uh, try and predict and manage COVID-related protocol in indoor settings, when the Astros closed the roof, did that become an indoor place? <laughs> Technically, yes. But if they could hold that in a, a, you know, a stadium like that, I'm sure that they would do that because you know, it's, it's pretty huge. Yeah. It's pretty huge. Yeah, I just it's it's sad because I know so many people look forward to it, and people look forward it, to it, it is and sad. don't go for the autographs. It, it, there are people that go there for the um, for the sessions where the yeah. players talk, yeah. and you just can have what the, we we mentioned exactly. Sure, sure. there are other so things beyond the autographs, or or even even meeting the players. Now, I I know we're a little close to it. I don't need that, and I know a lot of fans would love to shake hand with their favorite right. player or whatever. Right. Or get the autograph, but it's really about all of those other things too. I, I I saw the news and I was sad because I thought I thought we were moving in the right direction. Yeah, so did I. And we're in November. I know it's only a couple months away, and it did come down to crunch time where they had to make a decision. And it's easier to cancel it than it is to hold it and then cancel it. Right. Depending on you know what happens. I mean, they have indoor events. Okay, I'm going to a Genesis concert. Um, in two weeks, okay, right. and I got a thing from Ticketmaster, but saying, it's not going to be at the United. I mean, you know, that's a big building. Well, it's at the United Center, yeah, yeah. but it's still an indoor, it an is, indoor it place, is, it is. okay. Um, and you go to the Blackhawks and the Bulls games at the UC. You've got to show. Right, I think, uh, but I think it's more about the uh, the autographs and the up close and personal, right. um, you know, contact is is the big concern. I'm going to, you know what, we're going to some sporting events, but I'm also going to a big, big car show at the end of November uh-huh. at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. Yep. And I've been talking to the people who have, for the podcast I do, who have put this thing together. And there are a lot of things that they have to do, but they're holding it this year because they canceled yeah. it last year. It's a big, big deal in the world of uh, car collecting. The one thing, like if, when they had it at the Palmer House, I can kind of understand that a little more because it was lower ceilings. It was in a hotel. Mm-hmm. It was even their even their big rooms, lower ceilings. You go to McCormick Place, there's no low ceilings. No. They're really high. So it's kind of like being outside because it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's a big place. You would place. think that that would help. So probably the only reason they didn't do it is because they would not be able to have autograph sessions. I would think. And that everything sense. else they can do. And again, not knowing, you know, how much that matters to the average fan that goes. For us, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it probably does matter. Yeah. If Brooks Boyer's listening, he should give us a call. Uh, because I'm sure he was one of the guys that big in, Had to make, you know, that, make those decisions. That tough call. And is that, could they have done a fan fest? And would, would people be interested in going to a fan fest without autographs? I know the kids love the autographs. That's fine. I understand that. Okay, and there are a lot of kids that a go ton to of them. Things. Yeah, right. but I mean, I would think percentage wise, I mean, when I go to I go to the White Sox uh, fan fest, it's not half and half. 
Yeah. You know, it's not half and half, but if you look at the other guys that are coming in with bags of things to be autographed, it might be close to half and half with autographs. It might be because other people want to sit in. Lo- talk right, to if the we're talking about kids to adults, but no, you're right. There are plenty of adults, and again, right. we're we're talking about adults that are not collecting them for themselves. They're yeah. trying to make money. Yeah, and it's just. Uh, I know, I know, and it, 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 a lot of players. That's why people always say, "Well, the players charge so much for autographs and things like and that." There's a reason for. Well, that. a lot of times the players don't charge for autographs. What they do is a company or business gets a player, they pay the player, and now this company or place has to say here's the price we have to put on their autograph in order for us to pay for that player coming here that's right so it's basically not the player paying for the autograph it's the guys trying but to the recoup player their money is in the end getting paid to sign autographs right right he's getting signed to come in there and do the right. do the stuff so three one two three three two three seven seven six would you go to a fan fest either the cubs convention or Sox fest if there were no autograph signings and or, like or said, even up close contact like it was more of a session-based thing where you don't have to be yeah. so close to the players and the management. Yeah. Well, for us, I mean, people that don't care about autographs, the sessions are great. I would go just to hear every year. I would go, I'd have my media pass, I'd go and I'd see the introductions, and then I would just wait for the manager and general manager to sit in the room and take questions from the audience. And I would stay for that session. But then there would be other sessions throughout the course of the uh, you know the, the weekend. And I know that they were always full. They would always have sessions with older players. And, you know, Hawk Harrelson would be up there talking to some of the older guys from the old five year and stuff All like that. All of that would be of interest. Yeah. People love the minor league one, too. Yeah. The, uh, the On the Farm series or whatever sure. that they do. Sure. And there's so much cool stuff that I think that's, if they would have made the announcement, I really wonder if it came down to, listen, we can do a fan fest, but we can't have autographs. And they just said, well, it's not going to make any sense. People aren't going to pay, maybe, to get in. Pay as much, right. And, and that's a good point. Again, we don't know the end result of how many people do seek that, the autographs. I, I can't even remember since I always had a pass. The convention, well, remember, yeah. too, there's all, always the the hotel packages where people come in. You right. stay at the hotel for the whole weekend. weekend right. And I wonder if that put a damper. Well, in, well that's part of it, it too, too, right? Because you make an arrangement having uh, been involved in uh, putting events like that together. You make an arrangement, a revenue share with a hotel. Yeah. So if you can't attract a certain amount of people to stay at the hotel, the hotel is not going to give you a great rate on the or room. Or they have and to cancel. Gets, well, this was, too. But this was at McCormick Place, the, 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 the White Sox one. White Sox one, yeah. I know the, the Cubs one is usually at a hotel, right? The Sheraton yeah. out right. here. Yeah. Right. Let, let us know. 312-332-3776. We got other stuff to get into. We're going to talk about talk about some on-field stuff for um, the White Sox and the Cubs. The Cubs bring in a lefty, Wade Miley, as uh, they pick up his option from uh, Cincinnati. It's uh, $10 million a year, I guess he's getting. So let us know your thoughts on some baseball stuff, because Rick Hahn talked. White Sox fans, did you like what you hear, heard? And if you didn't hear it, we'll play some of that when we come back. It's Fred and Xander here on ESPN 1000.